Welcome to Counterbalance Conversations, the show that engages your imagination with discussions about emerging topics and stories of healing, change-making, resilience, and passion. Here is your host, Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Counterbalance Conversations. I am Melissa Strasser, and I am here with Vera Cherney today. And she is an amazing guest for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about sales. We're going to be talking about her coming to uh, America from the Czech Republic. We're going to have some great kind of girlfriend conversations and just chat about how you can be a salesperson and be a real person at the same time. You know, not that sleazy sales guy. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a former singer turned editor-in-chief, entrepreneur, and successful sales strategist. She is an executive coach and a master of reinvention. She founded Third Chances, a people skills coaching firm teaching small business owners who are not comfortable in sales how to sell without sounding like another used car salesman or a sleazy jerk who makes the rest of us hate sales. She's the author, author of her own Reverse Strategy of Success, RSTS Sales Method, that brought in millions of dollars across multiple industries and different countries. Thank you so much for joining us, Vera. How are you today? Thank you for having me, Melissa. It's such a pleasure to see you and to be here. Thank you very much. You too. Um, so tell me a little bit about your story. We've talked a lot about it, so it's so interesting. I would love for you to share it with our audience. See, when I think about my story, I'm thinking like your program is not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, we did talk about yeah, that. We said, yeah, how much time yeah, do we have? Exactly. But the problem is uh, what I always saw as my weakness uh, later in my life, I realized it's my strength. And I'm talking about changing professions a lot yes. because I was kind of from my childhood. I always wanted to write. And so any job that I took on, except the singing, mm -hmm. it was always uh, uh, to make money so I can write. <laughs> exactly. So it was kind of like always temporary thing or I, I did not look at it as a temporary, but it was kind of in my mind. It was like, oh, let me do this so I can make money and I can write. But then I hit like 45 and I'm like, well, <clears throat> I guess that's not, you know, like I can't do the temporary things anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, right. But it was, it was funny because I, I kept getting different job offers and I get into different industries completely by accident. And every time I loved it and I don't believe anybody is born to wish that they can be in sales <laughs> or be salesmen. Right. But, but I have been many, many times in different industries and realized that I have something that not many people do. Uh, as I was looking around me and, you know, we, we, we have this crazy feeling about sales that we don't feel completely comfortable around it. And there is mm -hmm. a good reason for it because we always met this one sleazy person that just made our day living hell. He, we hated it. They mm -hmm. couldn't take no for answer. We couldn't get rid of them. And it was just, so when anybody thinks about sales, they think about themselves like, I don't want to be that person. 
right. and including me. And right. so when I was in sales, I was like, ah, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be right. that insurance agent or that, you know. And But I soon realized that I was super successful being mm. myself, which is used a lot, but what does it mean? It meant that I was looking what everybody else was doing and what, what they were teaching us in sales trainings. Mm-hmm. And it was completely against my, you know, principles. And yes. I'm like, I'm not doing that. No, no. It's like, I want to be successful, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to like sell my, my soul to right. it. And so I started having conversations with people. I started to asking questions and it was completely my intuition. I really didn't like didn't plan or didn't know what I was doing. But by being myself, I was also very natural and people were comfortable with me. Yes. Unlike when you are trying to follow something that you have in the back of your mind, you are nervous and that nervosity goes and it's passed on to your clients. So later on, when I enter industries that I knew nothing about, and competing with guys that were in that business for 40 years. And compared to me, they were like walking encyclopedia of knowledge. Yeah. And I still beat them at their game. I realized that I have something. And it was proven in different industries, in different with services or products. It just, I realized that this is probably the missing piece. Because we, we hear a lot about salespeople have to listen first and ask questions, but what kind of questions? What, de- what are we listening for? How do we use that information? And it's not manipulation. It's, it's, it's uh, how do you use it to best present what you have to offer? What is your mm-hmm. mindset? What you, what you enter that conversation with your mindset set up on sales or on really finding out about the other person? So all those little nuances are what I teach today, uh, my clients that are uncomfortable with sales and we have excellent results because they realize I don't have to recite some script. I don't have to be all weird about it. I can Mm -hmm. do this and follow simple steps and be myself and people love me. And the sales Mm -hmm. becomes like second nature to them. It's not even like the majority of work is done before we even ask for sales if it comes to it, because sometimes the client asks themselves. So it's really fun. And so how many professions I went through, I realized later in my life, what I saw was a weakness. It's actually my strength because I could relate all different experiences into this this business that I do right now. Mm -hmm. I started to be interested in personal development years back and I followed Tony Robbins. I loved his teaching. Mm-hmm. And and so one day I got an email from them uh, that they are certifying coaches if I would be interested to start studying as a coach. And I never thought of it. Right. But at, at that time, I lost my job. I was doing my little business that was very demanding on my physical, you know, ability because it was very physical. Right. And I, I'm not health wise fit. So I was like, I, I need to look for something that I can do long term into right. my retirement. And this would actually finally allow me to coach, speak, yes. write, 
And yes. finally, I can be writing my books that I have in my, you know, in your <laughs> drawers, mind. My drawers. Well, we talked about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but a few have written. Yeah, which is a shame. So I became a coach and I'm loving every minute of it because it just, it seems like everything in my life was there for a reason. And when we moved to America, I gained another knowledge about different markets and different people you know, natural and, and it's definitely interesting for me to the never ending school of life because I'm, I'm constantly learning new things and I'm really enjoying it. Yes. I mean, when we first met, you had just kicked off a new mastermind um, group. And um, so that, that had to be exciting about that. Is that your, so what is the name of that mastermind that you're? Well, I call it I I first called it She Sells because okay. uh, mostly women resonate with me and mm-hmm. like to work with me. Mm-hmm. But then I found out there is some company that's called She Sells and she's actually in sales. So it wouldn't be fair and I would be encringing on somebody's rights. Right. So right. I had to, before I was even approached by anybody, I, I realized I have to change it. So the safest way to change it was to use my name in it because nobody right. can have that. So I call it Viera Triumph Club, which yes. means that we will all triumph if we put that work in and, and really focus on things that matter. And it's very, right. it's very unusual mastermind because I have been part of quite a few and they usually cost tens of thousands of dollars and it's quite time commitment. And sometimes we feel like we can't fit any more things on our schedule. Yes, This is something that sold me on it a few years back because I took the same exact program. Well, not same exact, emails only program mm-hmm. from my master self-coach that I loved and it really Mm -hmm. turned my business around because what it does, it's just email conversation between me and you once a week. It basically takes Mm -hmm. you 15 minutes to answer those questions that I send you. There's some little bit of philosophy, a little bit of tips, a little bit of coaching. And it's every week, you know, that by Friday you will receive email from me and you will have to report what, what have you done? What are you planning to yeah. do next week? And what else do you may need help with? It's as simple as that. Yes. And you have the rest of the week to concentrate on your business and mm-hmm. concentrate on what matters the most to bring the, you know, the income, to bring the profit. What matters, focus on things that need to be done because you set mm-hmm. them up for yourself as your goals. Yeah. And it was actually, for me, it was at the time when I was kind of searching where, what, how am I going to do it and what am I going to do and specialize. And, and I was all over the place. And we are masters of being busy, but yes. nothing gets done. Like we spend all those hours and we are going crazy and we forget about our families and nothing gets done. Because at the end of the day, you feel like, oh, my God, I have no sales. And yeah. so... At that point of my life, I was like, I need this. I need like a little whip on me Uh to to swipe me back to where I need to be with my mind. Okay, this can wait. This doesn't have to be done. This is not important. This can be delegated. This is what needs to be done. Yes. And I can tell you within a few weeks, as simple as it sounds, my business turned around. Yeah. 
with just I that, would imagine with yeah. just that little because we can set goals and we work for the worst boss because <laughs> ourselves right exactly yes. <laughs> because we get distracted the shiny objects you know it's like all that stuff and we but, are terrible about disciplining ourselves yeah. right or As we are way too hard yeah. right right it's either that or we are way too hard on ourselves and still you feel like you have to do this 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 the the yeah. to-do list is never ending yes and and so what it did for me it kind of put me back into okay you have to do this because you said you're gonna do it and i didn't want to write him three weeks in a row it still didn't get done right because i hate that that feeling that somebody yeah. that i admire and respect would look at that it was like oh no she's not doing it and so yes. it's just a little extra thing but it works like magic and so what what he did was only those emails. What mm-hmm. I add to it uh, because I also wanted the community, the community, and the networking and and brainstorming. Mm-hmm. So in my program, all this is the base of it. The once a week email that takes you mm-hmm. basically fifteen minutes to answer. Mm-hmm. But on top of it, there is once a month phone call. Uh, I mean Zoom call, yes. where we can talk together and and get to know each other and have the community and brainstorm ideas in a safe space. And that's something that he didn't have. And you don't have to mandatory commit because I still think the number one benefit of this program is it's, it's for those that don't have time for masterminds. Right. (laughs) So if you don't feel like, or it doesn't fit your schedule, you don't have to be there, but it's yeah. everybody wants to because it's kind of like get together and we can exchange our wins and we can talk about stuff. We can do a little coaching on it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really what I love about it. At that point of my life, I could not afford a coach right. and I would not be able to afford him. He was working with me in a group coaching setting. And when, when this offer came out, I was like, this is really fantastic. This is really yeah. fantastic for me. I need this. And I have him in my pocket. Whenever I need something, I can ask question and he will answer. Because you will, get, you will get personalized answer to your questions from me. So it's really, yeah. it, it checks a lot of boxes and it's quite unusual program. And it's, yeah. and it's. I love, I love this because I am, um, as entrepreneurs, Hmm. There's a couple of things that your your program offers besides just that accountability and that, well, maybe you might want to consider delegating this, which is what one of the things you did for me during our conversation yesterday. I was talking about a personal project and you said, hire somebody to do that. Yeah, and you it don't never have occurred to me. Yeah, it never yeah. occurred to me. And so it was nice to have a, another entrepreneur say, Delegate that out to somebody so you can focus yeah. on other things that are much more important. Um, so that's one thing. It's that extra pair of ears, this extra pair of eyes that say, why are you doing this? Because as, as entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to take on the world and think we're the only ones that can do anything yeah. in our business, right? Yeah. yeah. The second thing is you're offering that community, which right now, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that are feeling we have a lot of new entrepreneurs in the marketplace yeah. who left uh, their corporate jobs during the pandemic or were laid off. And we have a lot of new entrepreneurs 
that don't have a support network. Maybe they don't have a family support network. Maybe they're younger and maybe they're just not navigating, you know, kind of the business world that, you know, that some of the entrepreneurs that have been in business for a while, you know, the experience. So everybody brings different. Sorry. Even even if you have family support, if you have a wonderful partner and everything, they are not in business with you unless they are. Right. So how many, like I had one uh, client who wrote to me, you know, my husband eventually, like as much as supportive he was all the time for everything I was doing, he was sick and tired coming home from work and me like, oh, honey, my sales page is up. When you, you want to look at it? And it's like, do you think this pricing is right? And it's like, and he's, he's not (laughs) in it. He is. And it, right. what's for dinner? <laughs> so it's 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 difficult to really be kind of like bothering somebody because we are in our own world and it's kind of lonely for some people that works at you know by themselves at home. It could be lonely, and your friends don't want to deal with your business. They want to have fun with you. They want you yeah. need to relax as well. So right. you need somebody not only to support you and cheer you up but you need somebody who can look at your like you get stuck on something and you are alone you need somebody to look at it and show you a different perspective that may help you somebody who is who is actually you know uh, who is experienced in business and in sales and like I remember I would have a questions on him like because I'm not someone who would cold call people right I, I always right. hated it I always hated it right and he was like why don't you try it and I'm like what would I say and so he yeah. wrote me a few few things that were very natural very like lighten up not some script yeah and I was like damn why I didn't think of that why didn't I it's think just, of that it's so it's easy. seriously yeah so sometimes you really need a hint you really need just somebody looking over your shoulder I was like Listen, how about what if you what if you move this around here and look at this? And it just yeah. opens your perspective. That's what coach does. Yes. Coach doesn't tell you what to do that doesn't feel right to you. Yes. Coach helps you to come up with your own solution. Yes. That's that's what good coach should do. And exactly. even even though this is just by email and I'm very personal person. I, I want to be in people's faces. And I was always, uh, you know, in sales, I was yeah. always face to face and I had super yeah. hard time translating it online, but I learned. And mm-hmm. this is a way for you to really not spend a lot of time and, and you know, financial commitment and time commitment and yeah. still have that support that you may need when you never know when you need another set of eyes to look at something in your business. And it's yes. really, it, it just helped me enormously. I love it. And when mm. you think of it, when you break it down, it comes down to like 20 bucks a week. Would oh, you that's pay fantastic. 20 bucks a week for somebody to hold you accountable? Hell yes. And I did. Oh, I mean, as a, <laughs> as a business owner, yeah. $20 a week is yeah. for coffee appointments. Exactly. And when you compare it to lunch. some, you know, when you compare it to thousands and thousands of dollars, you would spend on coaching package or mastermind that is, there's no, uh, yes. there's nothing unusual about $100,000 masterminds. Yes. And I don't know if they bring you 
this kind of result. Because this actually, right. even though it's not so personal and it doesn't take so much of your time, it focuses on your business, yes. which is and my focuses, number one. Yeah, And it focuses you. And I know you and I have talked about how you love working with the entrepreneurs and how you've worked in so many different industries. So it gives you such a perspective yeah. from a lot of different industries. So um, I think just about with you moving around to different industries, different businesses, like we talked and about countries. in the beginning, <laughs> and different countries, which I would love for you to share your story of coming over and why you decided to um, move to to the United States and how that really impacted you from a business perspective and personal perspective, because I love your story about the move to Florida. It's fantastic. Um, so why, so I know you said that you're the master of reinvention. So what makes you the master of reinvention? The need to reinvent myself so many times <laughs> in my life. <laughs> you actually, it's, it's funny because we either want to, when we yeah. get to point that something is missing yeah, and we don't feel satisfied with our life or we are thrown into situation that we have to. And mm -hmm. I have been quite a bit throughout my life. Right. I have, uh, and I'm sure everybody had their own, you know, events that just completely changed the trajectory of their future that they thought they were heading towards. Uh -huh. And it happened to me so many times. When, and when I look back, it was really the building my character and my strength and my confidence as a coach yes. today, because the moment you realize what everything you overcame already in your life, mm -hmm. then you stop doubting yourself and stop looking for excuses why something cannot be done. Because that's one of the first things that I do with my clients. I, I ask them, before you start telling me what is your goal and you didn't and how far you are still from it and why you are unhappy about that. I want you to go back and tell me what you overcame so far. When was your starting point? What did you vision for your business 10 years ago when you started, let's say? Yeah. And suddenly that perspective changes because you either see the gap, the, the glass half full, yes. or you see the, the gain that you already have and guess which gives you bigger confidence and feeling of fulfillment and happiness yes that gain absolutely the yeah. gain is and i think when you're in the trenches and you're in your business when you're working in your business versus on your business yeah which is different when you're working in your business you don't feel those gains as much as when you're working on the business, which most of us do like once a year, twice right. a year for planning purposes, what do yeah. we want to do in the next year? And then you go, oh, wow, look at all the things I did accomplish this exactly. year. Exactly. Even though you're still yeah. tracking metrics, you're still doing all the all the things that you need to do from, uh, from that perspective. But if you don't have someone you know, quarterly or, or showing you the gains that you've made, it's really easy to kind of get in that churn of yes. working in your business. Yeah. And we all have that self-doubt. And then the, all these new words that became fancy last few years, the yes. imposter, imposter sy syndrome and 
and it, you know self doubt and uh, and uh, people don't feel worthy and and it's like who am I to do this and right. and it's it's funny because you you touched on I came from Czech Republic I was actually born in communism there was yes. no there is no private business in communism so yes. I had no model for me to 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 see how how it's supposed to be I was like everything was government owned every, everything was government run and so I remember I was raised by who do you think you are? The world, you think the world, the world wait for you? It's like, yeah. shut up, sit down, put your head down and don't stick out because you don't want to get in trouble. So that was yeah. completely different mindset than kids in America yes. are raised on. And yes. it, it could break you or it can make you, well, I'll show you. <laughs> exactly. And, and I didn't like way. it. And I didn't like it. So I was always the rebellious one. I was like, okay, well, if you think I can, then I will. <laughs> right. And so, and you have I know. You've been extraordinarily successful in your career. And it's such a great perspective to, you know, hear your story of how you, you did make um, a career and then you transitioned over to, you immigrated to the U.S. Yeah. And so how was that different for you? I mean, there was a, you just touched on it a little bit, but how was it different whenever you came over uh, to the United States and started working and doing your businesses? Well, first I started looking for a job because yeah. I came, I, even though I was wife of American citizen, my husband was the reason why we came back here. Mm -hmm. uh, but we started from scratch. We, we started in Connecticut and I didn't even have a green card yet. I have to, I was in process of getting everything. So I couldn't really do much and I couldn't have high expectations, even though I had good resume. Uh, when you are immigrant, you don't have credit report. You don't exist. Mm -hmm. Anybody, nobody can check you out. You know, like the, nobody can check on your background. You, you haven't lived here. They don't know anything about you. So you are not expected to get management positions, right. the, you know. And so I remember I was looking for a job. And uh, so I was looking for any job. And that was, the, that was the point when you realize that open-mindedness, that I was not ashamed to take any job because I have to. Mm -hmm. actually lead to fantastic opportunities that like I don't think we have time to talk about it right now but maybe we can we can talk about it after the break <laughs> oh absolutely so let's come let's go ahead and um head out to our our break at the uh that we're going into and then we'll come back and you can expand on that and then we can uh kind of talk about some more of your strategies and talk about um just kind of your experiences Okay. How does that sound? I, I like it. I hope our listeners like it too. <laughs> I think they will. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to our first break. And Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Counterbalance Conversations with Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Find out more about Dr. Melissa by visiting counterbalancecoach.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Vera Cherney. And we were talking about before the break, you're coming to America's Story and taking your first job. And you said um, that your first jobs when you were looking for it, that taking any type of job or you were willing to do anything really opened up a lot of doors for you. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was kind of really funny experience when I look back at it because it was the totally unexpected twist of events. Uh-huh. And, and then you start realizing all these sayings, knock on the door and they will open and you never know what is on the other side. And so because I was so open and not specialized in one thing that I was seeking career in, uh, and I need to make money because we came, you know, starting over from scratch. Right. Uh, what we did, my husband had some uh, accountant in Connecticut that he used to use 10 years ago. Yes. And so we went there and he was looking for, like we were looking for connections who can maybe hire me with, that he could put the word in because I'm nobody, nobody knows me. I have no credit report. I just came to this country. It's a very, it's a very, uh, not easy position to start for immigrant like that. Yes. And so he gave me a few connections from small businesses that he worked for. And among them were some restaurant jobs. I was like, I can't do waitressing. I would forget the half of the order by the time I get to the kitchen. That's that's out of the table. Like I, I admire servers yeah. and yes. service workers yes. like that so much because Absolutely. I, I, I would not, not be able to. Yeah. Same, same, same here. I would not remember half of the order. <laughs> So 
uh, and there was few different things and there was uh, among them was uh, greenhouses there was a business of uh, of uh, somebody was growing flowers and i was looking it was like why don't we go there and jerry looked at me because I, I used to manage companies you know and i'm like so what i i came from a small village i'm not afraid to work uh it's not like i have so many choices you know you never know so we get we got there and it was ran by Italian couple, immigrants, first first immigrants, super nice, nice people. And unfortunately, it was after the season, so they didn't need any help. And by the time we were almost leaving, uh, Michael's wife pulled over in big black Mercedes. And if you know anything about Italian families, Melissa, <laughs> the <did>. matriarchs are <laughs> the power of the family. Yes. And so I will never forget, she came out, she was very well dressed and she just looked me up like that. It's like, what does she wants to do in greenhouses? <laughs> I mean, I was nicely dressed, you know, in skirt. Right. And so she, so her husband told her that we were looking for possible job. And, and she was like, hmm, do you have a resume on you? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. I have it in a car. So I gave her the resume and she looked at it and was like, well, listen, I'm going to call you tomorrow uh, uh, between my best friend, uh, plastic surgeon and her brother attorney. I'm sure they may have something if you don't mind working in the office. I was like, do I mind? <laughs> right. <laughs> and next day I got a phone call from Dr. Moynihan who offered me to run her spa in Hartford without, wonderful. Seeing, without seeing me based on the impression I made on Philomena and based yes. on my resume that she saw, and she also had experience that immigrants that come to this country work twice as hard because they want to prove themselves that they are worthy the risk. And right. uh, so I ended up with first job managing spa that, by the way, I didn't know anything about either. But you learned the business <laughs> very exactly. quickly, it's I'm the, sure. It's a business. It's, it's, the, it's the same principle. You run the business. And yes. it, was, it was a really fabulous experience. But then... Uh, you mentioned uh, I was in wine industry, which was my big hard thing. I love, yeah. I love, love, love that. And that was a similar experience. I, I was introduced to someone. I hardly knew what the company did. I knew that it yes. was something about wine and I love wine. So I was like, yeah, why not? And uh, so I was introduced to a financial director who was a, a family of someone we knew. Uh -huh. They were not looking for anybody. And uh, so we talked. And at some point during the interview, suddenly I noticed that he was starting selling me the company instead of me begging for, you know, job. Position. And, and so he went to talk to the owner because right now they didn't have any openings. And the owner wanted to meet with me. And it was my unforgettable moments of unforgettable people that I remember that impression. I saw him. I loved him from the first moment. He was a really tall guy, really loud. Uh, <laughs> but there was something about him, the openness and the sincerity. And he was, you know, you have respect, but you also feel comfortable with him. Yes. And so I started joking around. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, he was yelling on somebody, at somebody on the phone as we were coming to his office. And I was like, the first thing that came out of my mouth was like, oh, my God, I hope you will never yell at me like that. 
and he's like oh no dear that's my reg- that's my regular voice <laughs> <laughs> and so uh it was uh i was really attracted to the company i liked the you know the what i saw yes and i wanted to work there but i didn't even know really what they were doing it was um, a wholesaler importer fine wines from all over the world mm-hmm. and uh, many of the titles on the portfolio i didn't even know how to pronounce not to mention the the entire jargon in english and if yes. you know anything about learning languages you usually start learning what you need the most like conversation english then you like different topics from different fields that you need to learn about so this was something that i had no clue about it was yes. really like it was really bold, bold of me to to think that i can do that yeah and so what they offered me was well we really don't have opening right now for you based on your expertise but if you don't mind starting from the bottom you can be hired for like part time taking orders over the phone because it was coming to holidays and they would need to some temporary help anyway and that would allow me to learn about company from bottom up and then when they are ready he thought that i should go in sales and i'm like oh i don't been there done that i'm, uh, I'm not sure and he's yeah. like you, you totally should be in sales and i said but yeah. tom i don't know anything about the business he was like oh don't worry about that we will teach you and that's how that's i wonderful. started that's how i started and within few months i had a route established for me that was actually previously ran by the nephew of the owner so i knew okay. it was run properly because he would not let anybody slip all right and and uh within few months i doubled the sales on that route Wow. double new in the state new in that business new well at that time i studied like crazy because i wanted to prove myself that i really am worth it, the trust so yes. obviously i learned a lot about the products and everything but compared to some of my colleagues who were in it for 40 years i knew yeah. nothing compared right. to that right but it was in something else it was there was because i didn't know much or did <clears throat> in my opinion because i'm perfectionist so i you know obviously you never <laughs> learn enough right But because of that i had some kind of humility and i could relate to people that may have the similar knowledge than i did yeah unlike most of my colleagues who were very arrogant and if you know anything about wine business there's a lot of snobs and they mm-hmm. like to preach to you and they just like the, the eye roll when you you know somebody puts a ice cube in the chardonnay and it was just right. like a lot of snobbery around it and all this you know the talk about the tastings and what you're supposed to taste yeah and it was foreign to me i was uh and i could understand that it would turn people off a lot and so i won because i was again being myself yes and it started It was funny because they the, the management knew that I didn't really know much about it. But when I doubled doubled the sales of the entire room from somebody who was serving those clients for six years and they loved him was not yeah. was not he was not bad. He was doing good job. Yeah, they yeah. they took notice that I do something differently. And I still have yeah. clients calling me from that time and I always say my method 
has a side effects that you may create a lifelong friends instead of yes. clients. Yes. I still have clients. It's been 12, 13 years that I was on that road. And I still have clients calling me and checking on me how I am. Yeah, it's- I have I have friends from when I was doing financial counseling and when I was doing some consulting work yep. from years and years ago that um, I still have one Navy spouse that still calls me every time something major yep. happens in their life. And she's like, I just wanted you to know that this is still because of you helping us, you know, exactly. get ourselves in line. Or um, I still have people that are calling me from businesses, local businesses wanting to work with me from yeah. training and consulting standpoint, because I've, you know, I came in and I really looked at their business and wasn't judgmental and wasn't, right. Um, right. you know, I didn't struggle to understand where their issues were because I said, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. I understand why you're, why this is a concern for you. Uh, it was a little more personable and a little bit for in the yogi world, we call it a little softer mm-hmm. approach. Um, but you also show them that you care, you know, yeah. you didn't come, you didn't come there with the attitude. Okay. I'm this expert and I'm going to fix it. And it's just, yeah. you have to take time to learn about your client's business. In yes. order to be able to offer solutions, because we yes. are pro, we are programmed to somebody tells us about the problem either in business or life, and yeah. we we try to come up with the, with the solutions and with the, with the help because that's how we are programmed. We we want to help, mm-hmm. yeah. but when you start offering solutions without knowing anything about them, yeah, if it's even you know relatable, it's it's it doesn't come out right. That's we all have that when we have somebody, oh, you should do this, you should do that. And it's like, that's not even possible. Like you don't know anything about me. Yeah. So I know how I feel when somebody does this to me. And it probably yeah. played the biggest role in me developing my whole method, how I was approaching my clients in any business I was ever in. And it's always yeah. it, it may be a little longer road, but the results are astonishing. Yes. And they and they are lasting. You don't repel people, you don't feel yeah. awful yourself, and you actually build solid long-term business. Because yeah. I I took my time to learn not only about my clients, and especially in wine business, I was in that wine store, and when you look at the shelves, there is there's no empty spots on that shelf. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need more wine. He doesn't need your wine or somebody else's wines. He has enough wine in the store. He needs to sell. And right. yet there is 10, 15 salespeople like me coming in every single day with the rolling bag behind them. And we try to sell something, a new mm-hmm. vintage, a new brand. And new. it's like there is no space in that store to fit more wine. So when you start thinking about it from that perspective, I still took a step back and I started watching what kind of clientele would go to that store and what they were mostly buying. And looking at it from his perspective, I realized I don't have to come and offer everybody the same thing like my company wanted me to. Right. The opposite. I was looking what my client can mostly sell, what would work for his clients. Mm -hmm. And I brought him exactly that. Because you can always package your any offer you have when you know enough about your client, what exactly they need. Not what you want to sell, but what your client needs. 
yeah. that's the whole principle of my of my method because the moment I took time to learn enough about them and ask them question and I what kind of questions and what you listen for and I can then segment my entire offer or or like monthly goals that we got from the management what we have to sell yeah. and I already knew in my head I'm going to show this guy this I'm going to show this guy that because I already knew what they can sell because there is right. no art to to push something on people that they can sell it no especially in wine business you see them every single week so if you sell them something that they can sell you're going to be yeah. looking at that bottle for another half a year collecting dust and then eventually they will push you to pick it up and make a refund because right. they don't know what to do with it if it's not the store for that wine like they don't know what to do with it so right. i was much more successful selling them what they can actually sell and it's yes. even though this is wine business it applies to any other business mm -hmm. it's making sure that that you know your clients needs almost yeah. better than they do yes seeing what they need by just listening to their conversations. And sometimes, you know, I'm sure you went in and they never purchased something from you. Like there were days that you still stopped in, said hello to them, had a conversation about their business yep. and didn't sell a bottle of wine on that trip. But the next trip you say, oh, well, last time you mentioned that you were selling, say, Yeah, uh, Argentinian wine really well. Well, I have these three new, new ones um, that I thought may be successful in your your store, and I'm I'm very much the same with my clients. I would rather talk to them, you know, once a month, once every couple of weeks, and then there will be that moment that they have a need. They know what I what's happening with my business, and then they call yeah. me. <clears throat> I so can tell you it's about just knowing. Your you client. are absolutely right because I made it a point that at least once a month, I would even show up without samples mm -hmm. just to make sure even my mindset was straight, that I was coming to the store to service them, not to sell. Mm -hmm. And I would go around the store and take inventory and notice things and, and help stuff. And, and it, just, it just helps you build the relationship on a, such a deeper level yes. when, because that Like I mentioned, there is so many salespeople and everybody wants to sell their stuff, right? Yeah. And that person that you are selling to has limited budget. Yeah. So it comes to where he's going to spend his money with. Mm -hmm. Somebody who is arrogant and who is kind of like, oh, you, you got you to do this and you do that. Or somebody who really takes care of them. And right. so that was my point number one that I was doing, but it it automatically became like I had, I had stories when I had a client and that was never heard in wine business. Never, never, right. ever heard in wine business. I had a client who had a little tiny store <clears throat> and he was Indian. He had a hard time understanding. Sometimes he was not very experienced with wine. He liked his certain wines, but he didn't know anything about it. And most of the people from wine business treated him as such like oh i can sell him anything it's like, you know, it's like right. he doesn't he doesn't know and but he was very smart he was not dumb and so he could see who was playing him and who was really serious with him and one day and he was a little store so it was like you know somebody may say it's not worth your time 
Well, yeah. you never know because then one day he turned that small store down and built a five times bigger store. Yeah. And now comes the day when the new store is being set up. Yes. And so normally how it works, every salesman comes in and they try to pl make their placements, so-called, because once you make the placements, that's the first setup of the store. You have yeah. those guaranteed for quite a few years because the, if they sell, you start like, you know, re replenishing the inventory. So yeah. you are in a store, right? Yeah. And there was, I don't remember how many companies were on a market in Connecticut, but quite a few. Yeah. And, and this guy because I took care of him for so many years and he can always trust me. Yeah. He asked me, he was like, here is my budget. You are yeah. in charge. You are in charge of setting up the store. Can you wow. imagine? Can you imagine? I was dealing with my competitors, making yes. decisions whose wine is going to go on a shelf. Because oh, they trusted you. They were wild. They were like, <laughs> oh my God, they were screaming. You know, it's, and, and I was like, yeah, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to be here. Yeah. So, you know, but they, he trusted you and he trusted yeah. that you would do well for him. Exactly. And that you would um, set up his store for him. And even yeah. though it was with the competitors. Yeah. And I think that is a, a big thing that we want to really talk about is you have to establish that trust. Yes. The trust is is critical. I mean, I still have clients that even though I worked for a company for six years, they stayed in contact. And when they heard that I was out, have come back out into yeah. working on my own, having my own consulting business, you know, they're, um, I've touched base with them and they were like, I'm so glad that you're you're back in. We don't need anything right now. Everyone is out in the, you know, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But they were glad to know that I was back in. We still had a great relationship. They still trusted me. So yeah. I think that is really critical when you're selling and when you're yeah. developing those relationships. And once you make that, uh, what, is, what is the name of that poet? Uh, my, 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 oh, I can't come up with the name. Uh, she said, the, it's not about what you said it's not about what you did but it's about how you make people feel marianne williamson yes yes no 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 <laughs> no? no 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 it's it's a black poet Ma, um, uh, maya Ma, angelo maya angelo yes thank you yes angelo <laughs> yeah i think yeah. it is yes yes and, and it's all about is. that because i could see you know i could see how many salespeople were they were because they felt superior that yeah. they know so much and they were so trying to impress everybody about their knowledge. Yeah. And not every, not, ev not every retailer in wine business is super knowledgeable about wine, but they are good business people. And so once you see that somebody is trying to take advantage of you, you don't ever trust them again. Right. You take them as the necessary evil because they, you, you need, perhaps you may need some wine that they only exclusively have. But mm -hmm. if you have the choice, you don't go there because yes. you don't trust them. And yes. I have quite a few clients that they would call me even if, if it was about competition wine and they would call me to advise them on it because they trusted my advice because they mm -hmm. knew I'm not going to take advantage of them, which was yeah. meaningful. And that takes years to build that trust. But that was my, that was my goal. 
Yeah. I didn't need to like I didn't need to compete for numbers. I didn't need to beat everybody up like that some yeah. guys are very driven to go for it, go for it. And yeah. yet I, I ended up among 10 best salespeople in the company within That's a few fantastic. years. That is starting fantastic. from zero, starting from zero and finishing um, teaching classes about Spanish wines, hosting events, hosting mm. wine dinners, you know. Uh, yeah. I remember I remember first time I had a wine class and I had winemakers coming to my wine class. Yeah, and I'm like, that is oh, wonderful. Oh, my God. <laughs> Quite accomplishment. The University of Life. <laughs> it is. So as we suspected, we love talking so much. We are down to just like the last couple of minutes of the show. And um, I would love to know. What are a couple of things you would like for uh, folks to know in the next two minutes? Um, what is a couple of things that you would like people to know and how can they get in contact with you? Okay. So even though I was talking the entire time, <laughs> my, my number one rule in sales is listen first. If you talk more than your client, you are doing it wrong. Yes. I was always listening and listening for anything, listening for any clue that it may, and not with the mindset like, okay, let him talk, but I need to sell. I need to sell. It's, 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 it's a whole process, but you kind of, you start understanding when you enter somebody, you learn about them first before mm -hmm. you make any assumptions because assumptions is a killer in business. And mm -hmm. you can see it now in like, mess you know social media you you accept somebody's connections and two seconds later they are offering you something without even knowing a blah about you mm -hmm. and that's not building relationships that's killing any prospect that's you know yeah. repel, repelling clients yes so that that would be my one of my most important things and every yeah. salesman thinks that they listen but yeah. every once in a while, I get to clients and they tell me, oh, my God, nobody ever asked me that. So yeah. you know that they don't or they listen like fake listen and like checking their phone and thinking about what they need to say. Like, no, listen, yeah. like really yeah. listen. And, okay, uh, and, and how can people get in touch with you? Well, my uh, probably the best is LinkedIn. My, my LinkedIn, uh, Vera Cherny, C-Z-E-R-N-Y. Uh, I have a website that's www.third-chances.com. It's because Perfect. everybody deserves more than one or two chances. <laughs> and I would love to get in touch and, and get to know you better and help you if you have any issues with the sales. Wonderful. So thank you so much, Vera, for being on the show with us. And for my listeners, thank you for being here. And you can contact me on Facebook and Instagram at Counterbalance Coach or at CounterbalanceCoach.com. And I look forward to joining me next week. Thank you for listening to Counterbalance Conversations. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Melissa L. Strasser, for another inspiring show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next program, be well, be inspired, be the counterbalance.